Ladies and gentlemen, get those dollars ready. Coming up next to the stage on the Other Ground Podcast, it's your host, Passive J and Ryan. That is right. It is yet another exciting edition of the Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Ryan over there. Say hello, Ryan. No. Do you only, do you only respond to Big Dalton now? I, I still don't get the big part. Uh, well, yeah, whatever. You don't you don't remember the line? Everyone always says, "Oh, I thought you'd be bigger." And when people look at you, they don't think you'd be bigger. So obviously, you must be Big Dalton. I don't know. Some people might expect me to be bigger. I'm only six one. You're like three hundred pounds, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm only six one. But still, I think uh, I don't think anyone expects you to be bigger. <laughs> You're pretty big as it is. Um, so how'd your day go, sir? It was a day off for you. I mean, you know, not that that means much. For, well, I guess for you it does. Even though you're working at home, it is still work. I mean, it is and it isn't. It's still just like another day of just kind of sitting around the house other than, you know, taking the dogs out for a couple walks here and there. Right, right. Yeah, my wife did that with uh, our dog today. I was too busy setting up the hot tub. Your inflatable hot tub? That's right. The wife decided it needed to be put up and, you know, she's going to put it up. I'm like, I'm like, babe, I don't really want to mess with that. I don't think it, you know, I'm not good at that kind of thing. She looks at me and she goes, big Dalton would be able to put it together. I'm like, fuck. So I went out and put it together. <laughs> no, Big Dalton would just pay for someone to put it together for him. Uh, uh, which is what I, not, well, actually, a friend of mine did it for free last, uh, when I put it up the first time, because I was kind of afraid to mess with it. I got it together. It's, uh, it, it currently has water filling in it, which means I need to remind my wife to go check on that in a couple minutes. Um, I had a couple small leaks from the, uh, or, you know, from the connections uh, that I've tightened up and I think I've got it all, but it's literally like uh, a drip every two or three minutes uh, before I fixed it. So I'm, I think we're going in the right direction. The only problem is one of the, I don't know what it's called. It's like a clampy thing that goes over the connection uh, with threads in it that the other part connects to. Uh, the wife took the shit apart while I was at work one day. Because, uh, you know, from, from when she, when it got taken down and, the little clampy thing. I don't think you should have took it all, all the way off, but she did. And the issue being, uh, there's a little nut that for one of the screws that holds the clamp down and she lost it. So now I only have, uh, uh, a screw and nut on one side of it. The other side has a screw, but no nut. So it's not, it's not holding it tight. Luckily for me, that's the connection that the air goes through. There is water going through it because, uh, uh, the, the, the way the inflatable hot tub works is it doesn't have a, hold on a second. I need to put this dog down. That was in my lap. It doesn't want to be in my lap anymore. Oh, go ahead. Go on. Keep quit struggling. You want down? You don't want down. Little turd. All right, go on. <laughs> um, the way the hot tub works is it doesn't have like jets on the side of it that blow water through. What it has is like a ring around the bottom, uh, that it blows a hundred so like it has like uh, hundreds of little holes in it, and it blows air into that ring, and then that blows water up. And it work does a pretty good job actually. The thing being, that's the connection that uh, is kind of dicey. Uh, so it blows air through it, but because the the ring is sitting in water, water can back up to the uh, the connection. So that's where I'm getting like a little drip from every once in a while. So I, I, then I'm not sure if I'll be able to fix that. Normally I go to the hardware store and just get a nut for it, but my wife doesn't want me to go anywhere for any reason. So I'm trying, I'm trying to do best I can. And, you know, maybe when there's life again, I'll uh, fix that a little better. 
but it's currently uh, filling. Once we, uh, I'm still not 100% confident. I'm afraid when I turn it on and there's additional pressure to the joints, something else will go wrong. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. So it seems very, very fitting that your wife won't let you leave to get your nuts. <laughs> she's just very concerned about it. She's diabetic herself, uh, so she has autoimmune issues. And, you know, she's concerned about me for various lung and, you know, cancer things. I told her, don't worry about it. I don't think my autoimmune system is any different than anybody else. I didn't have chemotherapy or radiation. That's normally what affects a cancer patient's uh, immune system. I just had a kidney yanked out. So as far as I, as far as I know, my immune system is as good as anybody else's. Well, I mean, I could be wrong. All of the other maladies you have. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I do have other maladies, but that's no reason not to go out of the house. I wasn't afraid of getting the regular flu. And while this seems like it's more dangerous than regular flu, regular flu, it's not magnitude's more dangerous. Um, I'm basically staying home so that uh, I don't accidentally spread it to her and because she's scared, you know, not because I'm super concerned about it myself. How about you? I mean, do you have you restricted your going out specifically because of that, or just basically because there's nothing to go out to? Yeah, there's not really a lot you can do in this in this climate. So it's not like I'm going to go to the gym. I, I mean, I have a gym in my basement anyway. Like past that, there's really nothing open other than going to like a grocery store, and I've just had all that delivered. So it just hasn't hasn't really been something that's even been a thought. Right. How's your luck with the with the delivery service? It's been fine. Um, I checked earlier this week and everything was sold out for like two weeks. But again, I'm pretty well stocked so that I could wait and it's not going to be an issue. I think it's only going to be an issue if this, you know, keeps up for months on end. Right, right. We we had a delivery uh, yesterday, I believe it was. And eh, we've been trying to get a delivery for days and we kept on saying sold out, sold out, you know, no, no openings, no openings. So what I did was I just went to the website and I was checking back and forth between the delivery service and pickup at different stores. And then one of the, one of the, and you have to click it back and forth manually. And one of the times where I clicked it back and forth to manually to delivery, I'd always check it just for giggles. It said there was an opening. So I'm telling people now that, <clears throat> excuse me, that are having problems getting delivery times for their service. Uh, if you're just checking it and they're saying there's no delivery times and then you're checking it again the next day, you're doing it wrong. Check it out over the course of the day a whole bunch of times. You never know when there's going to be an opening. The problem that I had was that we ordered $140 of food or $150 worth of food and we got like $90 worth of food. <laughs> and lot, lots of substitutions. Most of them were okay. Some of them weren't. Uh, that's why I'm hungry at the moment. Well, I was hungry. I actually managed to get eat just before our show. We were making steaks while we were putting the hot tubs together, and we didn't get the steaks we asked for, and the steaks that we did get were fucking horrible. <laughs> I'm no cook by any means, but I know how to do a steak because it's pretty easy. You just put the seasonings on it. You let it sit there for 20 minutes to bring it up to room temperature. Then you cook it for so long in the grill, depending on how long you want it, and then you just use a timer. It's fucking... You know, it's not hard, <laughs> but for some reason or another, it was undercooked. I don't know why. I think, I think maybe because it was windy out. And so it was actually bringing the temperature down in my grill. Uh, but it wouldn't have mattered because being undercooked was good. Cause if we would have cooked it the proper way, it would have been completely, well, it was inedible anyways. It was so fucking tough. You, I, it was a sirloin, which I know is not the most amazing cut of meat, but it was a fucking horrible steak. I didn't like it in the least bit. So how do you normally cook your steak? Uh, normally, uh, uh, medium rare. I don't want it like I can take rare. I mean, but it if it get once it's bloody rare, it's kind of gross. But I prefer like you know pinkish. 
So you're safe so, there. Anything beyond medium rare and you're a piece of shit. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. I can see people that uh, that go up medium, although I think you're probably not getting the best uh, taste and texture of the steak when you do that. Anything other, anything other than medium, you might as well not even eat the steak. But even medium, you're just disrespecting the steak at that point. You're a piece of it, shit. I I like medium rare, but I won't, like I said, I'm not going to judge somebody that goes a little bit cooked more than that. Anything, but like, as you mentioned, it's probably not best for the steak. Uh, But I normally, what I'll do is, like I said, I'll pull the steak out uh, about a half hour before I want to cook it. Bare minimum 15 minutes, but a half hour is better because I I like to get it up to room temperature. Uh, Then I use uh, something called a Montreal steak steak seasoning which has a couple of different things in it. And in addition to that, I also use a uh, garlic powder and I uh, put all that on there, both sides, pat it in there. Good. And let it sit for a half hour uh, to come up to room temperature. And in the meantime, I've got the grill. It is a gas grill. I'm sorry, purists. Um, it's, you know, uh, it's just too easy for me not to use it instead of charcoal. Uh, and I normally run that up, uh, when it's working right, it gets up to about 450 degrees, so not quite as hot as I'd want. I'd like 500, which I've gotten up to there once or twice. I'm not sure why. Why sometimes it's 450, sometimes it's 500. Uh, but at 450, it's good enough. And then I cook it for five minutes on one side and three minutes on the other side. And that gets me medium rare. Fair enough. That's yeah. not terrible. Your seasoning choice probably isn't great, but, you know, that's that's you. <laughs> and, I'm always up for using new. Go ahead, sir. As long as it's not past medium rare, and as long as you don't so you do something stupid like you know put ketchup on it or something ridiculous. <laughs> oh, that's just gross. Yeah. No, I'd be willing to try other things, but my wife, I don't. My wife doesn't like anything really spicy or anything really unusual, so it's best to stay with the spices that I know that she likes. Uh, so, um. But like, like it was, which is what I do for the most part, trying to do what my wife likes. So that's why the hot tub's up. Uh, we didn't put it up uh, outside this year. We put it in our garage because we figured, you know, if you're going to be redneck and have an inflatable hot tub, you might as well bring it the extra step and put it right inside your garage. Um, <laughs> you someone's an inflatable hot tub in a garage. Yeah, yeah, we don't use it for our cars. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not comfortable with my car in there. The, it's a really old garage, so it has really old school, uh, two single style doors with a, a column in between them, and they're narrow enough that I'm uncomfortable uh, trying to get my car in there with no depth perception. Um, you know, being wow. blind one eye. Oh, someone asked uh, at what temperature I pull the stakes. I don't use a thermometer. I just time it. Um, so that, that seems to work best that way. When I use the same thing when I do my uh, indoor grill, I have like a, a fancy George Foreman style grill. Uh, it's a Cuisinart, so it's a nicer model. Um, and in the winter when I want a steak, I use that, and that works goddamn perfect. The uh, only caveat with that is you have to uh, cook boneless steaks. You can't do like a rib, uh, bone-in ribeye or a T-bone on that kind of grill. But it will, do, it will cook a steak fucking perfect in seven minutes. Just put it in seven minutes later, pull it out. Medium rare, perfect, nice nice grill lines, tastes great. I mean, I still like uh, doing it outside when I can, but fucking in the Michigan, there's no way you're going out there in January when it's 20 degrees below zero with two feet of snow to use the gas grill. Uh, some people well, would aren't. do it. Well, some people would do it inside, but everyone, but I want to understand it's a bad idea to do it inside your garage, even if you have like a high ceiling, so to speak. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't no, see it. Set that be, bastard like right outside the door. Fire that thing <laughs> out and you deal with the you deal with the temperature. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, but no, like no, the, really, the the indoor grill works really great. Um, it's to, for me, I don't use it for stuff like burgers because you know it's it's got that grill, uh, grease catcher thing that's always gross. Um, but steaks don't do that. You know, they don't you, they don't have grease come off them, obviously. So they just per, uh, grill perfectly, e- easy cleanup. Um, yeah, can you come over to my house, dude? I'll be, I'll make you an indoor grill steak. You'll be perfectly happy with it. No, I highly doubt it. <laughs> Um, so someone was asking uh, about the hot tub yes it's an inflatable hot tub um i did not actually you you can get it all kinds of places you can get it on amazon um all kinds of different stores i specifically bought it online from walmart so that i could tell people that i bought my hot tub from walmart because that's always a good joke uh it costs 330 dollars i believe uh and it's a full-size hot tub it beats if it will fit four people fairly comfortably you you could probably squeeze like six in there but then you're you know kind of squeezing in there and two is super duper comfortable <clears throat> the only thing i don't not a huge fan of is uh you sit right on the floor there's no bed, seats on it which is fairly comfortable but i'm concerned uh we had it set up last time was sitting on on the ground and like sand and dirt uh and a on a underneath an eave that overhangs the back of our house now we have it on a concrete slab in the uh a garage so i think it might not be as comfortable so i might look into like some sort of se- uh, seats that are waterproof but don't float so that you can just sit sit them on the uh, on there because you're basically sitting on the ground it doesn't have like uh, seats built into the sides well yeah it's a super Sli- redneck inflatable hot dog. right uh sly dog asked if i'd sexted it no because my neighbors could see us if they walked far enough uh back into their backyard it was partially screened off and we use things like that but i didn't really feel comfortable doing it i had a feeling the wife didn't i specifically told her that now that it's inside the garage enclosed where no one can see us i'm definitely gonna sex her up in it she doesn't believe me though she goes no you're not i'm like oh i most certainly am we're gonna figure something out Sex is always uh, sex is always kind of awkward for me because how tall I am, I I have to figure out different angles that most people don't have to work with. Um, but we'll figure something out. <laughs> no, I think sex sex is just awkward for you because you don't have much practice. Oh well, no, no, no. At one point in my life, that is true. But I've been married for a while, so no, I actually have a fair amount of practice at this point. <laughs> At least with her, <laughs> I always, whenever I dated someone, I always say, "Hey, you can't hold the first like week against me, okay?" Uh, <laughs> I so need to build up into my right game, right? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. I, I had ton when I was going on online uh, dating. I had tons and tons and tons of first dates because apparently, on a dating site, I look like a good catch. Not as many second dates. Very, second dates are a much rarer animal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think actually what that phenomenon is is the fact they looked at you and figured, hey, that's a free meal. <laughs> no, because I, as I mentioned before, we very rarely went out to get meals. It was mostly coffee or just meeting at their place or something like that. I met a lot. You'd be surprised at the amount of women that would let meet me at their house on the first date. Likely story. Oh, yeah, no, dude. I, I, almost half the time, that was how it ended up working out. Um. I brought chicks over to my house all the time, but never on their first date because I always wanted to, you know, scope them out a little bit. You don't want to let the crazy knows crazy ones know where you live. Um, yeah, I'm sure but you yeah, have a lot of experience with women with you know risk scars and and deep seated emotional issues. <laughs> well, deep seated emotional issues, anyways. Yeah, but who doesn't have that? Really, we talked about that the other day. Who isn't fucking fucked up and scarred? Everyone is, really, right? Yeah, Who's, but who? not to the extent of like you and probably most of the people you've courted. 
<laughs> well, I, I'm not saying it's a prerequisite, but it certainly helps. Uh, ask about their father in the first date. How was your dad? Oh, he did it. Okay, yeah, tell me more. Really? Oh, God, he did that? Jesus Christ. Yeah, we're definitely having a second date. <laughs> I'm lucky if I figure out their name at the end of the first date. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm, we're having this conversation, and I, I keep on wanting to make sure that my wife's checking the water because <laughs> there's no way it won't be full before the end of this show. <laughs> so the back of my head, whatever conversation we're having, in the back of my head, I'm thinking water, 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 because I don't think it'll go well. I mean, there's nothing really to hurt in that garage. It's a, it's a, a concrete floor, and the walls are made of cinder block. But it would be a pain in the ass because, you know, you get all over the place and... I don't know if it, where the fuck it would actually drain to in the end. You don't feel that you can trust your wife not to overflow an inflatable hot tub? That's how um, No, no. I'm, I don't know. Obviously, I trust her to do something like that. The, the issue being that anything like that, it's hard for me to not to worry about regardless of the circumstances. Like, uh, I, like, as I am sure you... Uh, Damn, you got me tongue-tied. I'm sure she can handle trust, that. So I would trust a mentally handicapped eight-year-old with not overflowing a hot tub. And you're having well, to run in like a logic circle about this. That's a problem. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's just that, you know, it's some, it's a big concern to me. So it, I'd just be happier if I was aware of it. Um, things I'm but not happy about. Point, we are talking about the woman who was flushing grease down the toilet. So well, hey, she, concerns she, are warranted. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, she claims she wasn't doing that that often, and the guy said it. You know, it wasn't that type of grease. I'm like, what other type of grease is it? Could it be? So, um, onto other subjects. She was nice enough to run to Burger King uh, to get us food because I, the dinner was so fucking sorry ass. Um, and the I got the two cheeseburgers and a order of their nuggets. The cheeseburgers weren't too bad. The nuggets, on the other hand, a little on the hard side. <laughs> So I'm not so sure if I'm rolling the dice with fast food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But well, literally, this was like at like 525. And I'm like, um, we don't have time to make another meal. This is horrible. Uh, I don't know. She goes, oh, I'll just run to Burger King. I'm like, you're not going to make it in time. I, but but yes, you should go because you need to eat something. I'm just probably going to have to wait till after the show to eat. And she comes rolling in at like 552. <laughs> so I was lit, like, I, there's, I still have nuggets sitting here that I'm not going to eat because I don't want to chew uh, on the air. Plus, they're you know, kind of hard. So I'm, I'm not uh, too bummed out about it. But I did manage to eat the two cheeseburgers in about four minutes. So really all you're saying is you're just kind of preemptively getting your excuse of why we need to end right at seven o'clock. So you'll probably be shitting yourself. Probably. I, I would have thought maybe because I'd be really hungry at that point, but yeah, I might be shitting myself. You never know. It's a, it's an adventure. <laughs> yeah. That's what you yeah. get with fast food. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, what was the, I can't remember which stand up comic it was and what the exact joke was, but he told told the joke about, um, taking a whole bunch of uh, Axelax before he went to bed. And it was like, you know, because he loved gambling. <laughs> it, was, it was always a race to see if he woke up in time or not. No? Yeah, I think that is, I think something was lost in translation there. I, yeah, I think yeah. the comic probably has a lot better delivery than you. 
Oh yeah, that's uh, I fuck up so many comics uh, delivery. It's not even funny. Even my favorite comic, uh, Mitch Hedberg. He, well, to give me a little bit of credit, he kind of has a pretty unique delivery. So it's hard to get his. He a lot of his jokes. The reason they're funny is more of his cadence and delivery rather than what he's actually saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you probably shouldn't like repeat them because everything is lost and you just sound really weird. Well, that's not entirely true. Have you are you familiar with Mitch Hedberg? I'm assuming you are at this point. He's pretty, you know, he's been. Yes, I'm. I'm not. I'm not retarded. Right. <laughs> so you know, some of his some of his deliveries aren't that hard. You know, like his joke about uh, his apartment. My apartment is infested with koala bears. The cutest goddamn infestation ever. I turn on the on the lights and they all scatter, and I don't want them to. It's like, come here, let me pick you up. And pitch you on the head, and feed you a leaf. <laughs> see, see that that yeah, that the delivery. Not, no, not still not good. Bird, so it just doesn't work. No, no, of course not. Um, well, fuck you. I'm going to need a nugget. Then you talk so for a while, guys. Damn you. Some great questions here, though. So okay. I, I have heard that starting last night, some people started getting their uh, their COVID like stimulus checks. I know you've already gotten your extra unemployment stuff, but uh, have you gotten that yet? Um. What makes you say you think I got my extra unemployment stuff? Sorry, I'm chewing a nugget. Because you posted goddamn screenshots of your unemployment thing. No, that was a that was just a picture showing that my I had a job waiver for the COVID thing. Um, I actually did not get any extra money on my. Um, insurance from my employment insurance until fucking today actually um so they did you get the separate stimulus thing yet no i have not i'm they said it's starting to come out soon so i imagine probably i'll see it within the next week and it will immediately go toward my credit card uh but i did get the first of the unemployment thing which i know is a, a sore subject for some people um but i filed for my normal unemployment on monday and that was filing for excuse me the week ending March 28th and the week ending April 4th. Well, it turns out that the new stimulus package unemployment stuff uh, starts applying to filing on April 4th. So in addition to me getting my normal check uh, on Wednesday, uh, on Friday, they gave me an extra or either on Friday or, yeah, I think it was yesterday or this morning, they put in an additional check for the extra 600 Actually, like 511 because I haven't taken taxes out. Um, they, they didn't do it for the first week uh, on, on March 28th because that didn't qualify. So I do have like almost three weeks of unemployment past my normal start date that they're not paying for. So that's just, I'll just have to suck up. Um which is a good part of the reason why I owe so much on my credit card at the moment. <laughs> but whatever. Um, I figured I did all the math, and I'm going to be a little behind, but it's not as bad as it could have been. So I'm not going to cry. A lot of people have it a lot worse. At least uh, at least um, the unemployment bonus for me equals about what my check is. There's tons of people that make way more money than I do that are laid off because of this shit. And while that $600 sounds great to some people, for a lot of some people make like two grand a week. For them, that extra $600 is not going to come close to covering what their actual checks were. So I guess it's uh, a matter of perspective. Uh, depends on what you make in the first place. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't do have to worry about that, and also the stimulus check I don't get. So, it's right, right. people are finally starting to get something out of this whole thing. Considering, yeah, that was at least a couple weeks ago that they 
they started this whole whole ordeal. Right. And I understand a lot of people being upset about the extra money that people are getting because yes, there are going to be a lot of people out there that are going to make more than their actual job was. And while I'm not an expert on this and I don't know why they did what they did, I do have a theory for it. Uh, my theory is rather than trying to go through all of the unemployment records and having each employer report in with exactly what the average person, average each person made each week at their job, and then trying to put out a separate check for each and every person that haven't matched. So whatever, so that their unemployment plus whatever they got paid matched their paycheck. That's super duper fucking complex, dude. That'll, that'd take a long time to set that up and get that to work. Even if you could figure out, figure out some way, one way, excuse me, some way to get it to work. Right. I figured just the easiest and quickest way was to give everyone a check with extra money on it. The number now that's a different story, whether it should have been 600, it should have been 200, it should have been a thousand. That really depends on how much they made in the first place. So yes, there's going to be people that are overpaid on it, but there's also going to be people that are underpaid. They, I think they did the best they could with, uh, with a shitty situation. They had that they had to pick a number and get it going rather than trying to figure out all this. Each person gets paid a different amount thing. Cause that's fucking complex. There's millions of people that are unemployed. You have to write a different check for each and every one of them. Just easier to give them all the same thing. Yeah, I figure so. Like, I I don't really give a shit about the unemployment extra money piece of it. I think really where they fucked up is giving everybody twelve hundred bucks for like mm-hmm. being stuck at home for two two months at least, if not longer. Like that's that's a joke. Right. Yeah. Exactly. If you. Yeah. It, the, once again, you're into the thing of whether or not you're allowed to work for it. Uh, if you're allowed to work during the entire thing, well, you don't really need the money, the, the extra twelve hundred. Um, not that I'm complaining that people that are working get it. I mean, because if if nothing else, they're taxpayers too, right? Um, but it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense in that regard as well. So, which is really funny because a lot of people that are complaining about the unemployment thing don't say a shit about the fact that they're getting a twelve hundred dollar check even though they're still working. So, so it's you know uh, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily follow that one. Like, I, I understand people that are still working, but there are a lot of people that had like wages cut and things like that. That oh yeah, 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 yeah. They have a job, but are making less. And then there's the whole, a whole giant population of people that their household makes more than enough that they're not getting a dime yet. It's right, their tax right. dollars going to everyone else. Right, right. That's why I said it didn't really bother me that, that if someone was still working and got didn't got the check because after all they are fucking taxpayers. Um, and like I'm looking at the chat box, uh, Sly's talking about like he's out a lot of money on the rent because he's not charging people because uh, he's a nice guy and he obviously doesn't have to do shit like that. Um, and I bet you I I don't know his exact financial situation, but I bet you he's not going to get a check. Um, and he's out a whole bunch every fucking month. So I don't know. Um, regardless, it's a fucked up situation and nobody's going to be happy with everything about it. So I'm just doing the best I can with what I got going on. And and I just appreciate the fact that it's not going to fucking financially ruin me. Like I thought it was at one point. Yeah. Silver lining somewhere. Did you see that? uh, Hey, we, we passed Italy. we, (laughs) We now have the most deaths. Well, yeah, you would think so. We're, you know, like almost what five times the population of Italy and, you know, obviously almost 50 times the size. Well, they got 60 million and I think we got like 350 or 360 million. 330. Yeah. 
three thirty. Okay, so almost five times as many people. Yeah, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have way more deaths than they are. That doesn't mean that we're handling it worse than Italy. Um, if we're handling it well, it's a completely different subject. But I haven't done enough research on that to really want to put an opinion on it in the public. Uh, but maybe you do, Ryan. What do you think? You think they're <laughs> you think they're doing a good job? No, we're still kind of fucking the whole thing up. But like, it's gotten better. But overall, yeah, like we were not prepared for this like we should have been. Um, regardless, I mean, yeah, the whole us leading the world thing. Yeah, a good chunk of that is probably China's not giving us real numbers. And I don't know what the hell is happening over in India. Like, is India doing a better job than us? Because they, seem- have, they have a ridiculously higher population than we do. And it doesn't seem like they're they're climbing yet. Does I know India, India has a huge population. I haven't looked up what the actual numbers on it is. It's, do you have any? Do you have any idea? No, or I mean, we're we're leading right now, and we're what like a what are we a, like a third or fourth of the population there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Well, shit, fucking India is that? Is do they have more in fucking China at this point? Because it, it says here like almost one point four billion. I mean, one point three three billion. And isn't yeah, China like a billion if, people? If it's yeah, I don't know if it's India or China. I know they're kind of head to head for quite some time about largest population. Yeah, almost exactly the same. China is slightly more at 1.38 billion, uh, at least as of 2017. Right, so I have no clue how India could have anything less than catastrophic numbers. Because let's well, be they realistic. They the entire country down like right away. So Did they? They may actually be doing a little bit better like if you have it like per population on that basis. But I don't, I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's because, uh, you know, um, some of the smartest people I've ever met are from India. Uh, we see we see a lot of their best and brightest here over in the United States. Uh, however, I've heard horror stories about how third world uh, their uh, like poor sections are. So I can't imagine that it's not spreading like wire, wildfire if it gets hold there at all. So maybe yeah, there's like there's a lot of high a good idea. There. Like same thing that we see a lot of people from India come over. And a lot of that is just the fact that like literally it's pretty cheap labor for like the uh the level that a lot of them are at as far as aptitude. So yeah, that's interesting in itself as well. Right, right. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was swore I wasn't gonna say right, right as my catchphrase anymore, since apparently you guys don't like it. It's about it's one right away from uh, copyright infringement, anyways. What? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, yeah, that's an entirely different word than just right. Right, right. <laughs> all right. Let's see what else you want to talk about today. Um, well, you had twenty three goddamn hours to come up with things. So yeah, yeah, no, I've got well. Um, we, can, we can talk about Easter. Easter's tomorrow. Oh boy, are you doing something fun for Easter? Did did you and the wife set out eggs that you can search for in the morning? No, we were going to, uh, she wanted a ham, but we waited too late to try to find one. Uh, I was going to get her like a, a honey baked ham cause those are delicious. But the earliest time we could pick one up was Monday. I'm like, meh, okay, whatever. And they're expensive as fuck. So if it were, we weren't going to do it for a special occasion, I wasn't going to do it. Uh, however, my brother is making chili tonight and apparently he's going to drop some off for us tomorrow so that we can have some Easter chili. Sounds, sounds wonderful. Oh yeah, you'd like you'd like you'd like my brother's chili. He goes uh, hog wild on it. Uh, Sounds like some traditional Easter chili. Traditional Easter chili. Uh, he posted one and a half pounds of stew beef, one pound of chorizo, 
two pounds of lean ground beef and uh let's see where's the yeah that was that was the meat on it and then i uh asked him what if there's any other ingredients because knowing him it might just be meat <laughs> and uh no, he said he also uses chili powder, smoked paprika, garlic powder, cumin, cayenne, salt, onions, peppers, and tomatoes, and beans, because he's not a purist. That's his words, not mine. Okay. That sounds, that sounds so pretty good. Do you have this like, written down and ready? No, no, I, I have it all memorized. So you can memorize that. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he posted it on Facebook. Your, your uh, friend's last name escapes you. <laughs> No, no, he posted it on Facebook, and I just flip, flipped over the post right quick while we were speaking. Oh, so you're just browsing Facebook while we're on an internationally known podcast. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Get your head <laughs> in the game, goddammit. <laughs> so are you going to do anything for Easter tomorrow? Not a goddamn thing. I didn't figure being a single dude locked down in quarantine. It's not like you had a lot of options. Um, did, were you raised? Did, did your family make a, a big deal about Easter growing up? No, we weren't a religious family at all. So there's like some candy here and there, I guess, or whatever. But yeah, like Easter, the religious holiday of Easter was not a thing. Right, right. Yeah, we, we for us, same thing. Well, we had Easter baskets when we were little kids. And by the age of like 10 or 11, that shit stopped. And that was pretty much the end of Easter at our house. It was just another day, really. I mean, not like Jewish people, just another day, but just another day, really. <laughs> Um, which always pilot like are you being religious ist right what do you mean i am no 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 turning into that would be kind of awkward considering i work at a jewish country club (laughs) um which is 100 true i work at a predominantly jewish country club it was created uh way back in the day i can't tell you what date it is because that'd be make it pretty easy to pin down which one it was but it was created way back in the day when jewish people weren't allowed in the country clubs around here so they started their own um at the time it was exclusively a jewish country club nowadays it's not because that's against the law but it is still predominantly a jewish country club because it's very hard to get into you have to be voted uh, on recommended by several different members then voted on by a membership committee and then voted on by the general population the general general membership rather and if more than two people of the general membership say no you don't get in so we have some people that are like a, a token black guy and like a token asian no, we don't have any of those. <laughs> no, but I mean like a token Catholic guy or a token Christian guy. <laughs> so There's a couple you of those. have but... a white country club, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the only reason that the security guard didn't blend in very well. Because yeah. <laughs> it's not by choice. It's not by choice, I don't think. It's just none of them ever been recommended. Uh, no wonder you've never wanted another job. <laughs> It's a very nice place to work. I like working there. They're very uh, most of the members there are very good people. Uh, I can't really tell stories about it. That'd be endangering my job. But uh, it's a good place to work. Uh, but that's uh, why I brought up the no Easter thing because a lot of my friends are always surprised when I work on Easter. Like, dude, you're working on Easter? I'm like, yeah, I work on Easter. Oh, that's crazy. I'm like, you know where I work, right? I, we've had this conversation before about what type of country club I work at. You're really surprised they don't consider it a holiday and give me the day off? <laughs> I was like, did, did I mention I got Yom Kippur off? So I, you're looking at the wrong set of holidays. Yeah, there's there's something fishy about this country club. 
<laughs> what? No. <laughs> like it, it needs security guards. It's all white Jews in the middle of Michigan, basically in Detroit, where they probably can count on two hands the amount of white Jewish people. Oh no, like no, 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 no. Something's going on here. No, no, you are you're incorrect, sir. The reason that I felt comfortable speaking, uh, telling people that I work at a Jewish country club is because there's like five of them within five miles of each other in in, in metropolitan Michigan. Literally. Uh, there's, in addition to my Jewish country club, there's one two miles away, another one three miles away, and then like another one four miles away in the other direction. There's a whole bunch of them because Jewish people are normally really good at making money so they want to be in country clubs and they couldn't be allowed so a whole bunch of jewish country clubs they're all over the country man if you look if you look around you'll find a whole bunch of jewish country clubs and jewish people uh in and the auto company go hand in hand uh you know all these auto companies needed financing didn't they um, that's so, super stereotypical well it's true i mean i'm just speaking about how the jewish people in metro detroit got their money a lot of them they, they got it through many different ways but a lot of them were connected to finance and banking uh in addition to all kinds of things in addition to like uh, lawyers and things like that but lots of business people uh just in general i mean not just in banking like re in real estate uh, you know jewish people just like other any other business people there's a broad range in addition to that um, I can't speak on whether if any of my, the members of my country club made their money this way, but in the past during prohibition, there was a large Jewish gangster uh, organization in Metro Detroit called the purple gang. That was, uh, that ran shit. Uh, uh, Al Capone was reported to be scared of these motherfuckers and didn't mess with them in the least bit. Uh, during prohibition, there was a large criminal, uh, uh, activity going around in Detroit. It was a choke point for bringing liquor into the uh, United States. Uh, it was, you know, in addition to having uh, hundreds and hundreds of speakeasies and other uh, things going on themselves, they piped uh, all kinds of alcohol over from Canada where booze was completely legal uh, uh, to, over to into the United States where it wasn't and then uh, brought it through the entire rich rest of the country. So, yeah, uh, Jewish crime was big in Detroit back in the day. So quite literally what you're saying is like you actually like you literally work at a country club that's really just a front for the Jewish mob. Yeah. Like this is what you're saying. Like it's a country club only has white Jews needs extra security for which you cannot talk about. Like <laughs> we're on to something here. <laughs> it's it's um it's fun, uh, Detroit having such a big history with the, the mafia, not just the uh, Jewish mafia. There are several mafia organizations in Detroit, including the Italian mafia, obviously. And uh, now you're trying to change the subject. Like I, We are on to something here. <laughs> now, uh, I do have a good story about uh, the mafia in Detroit in general. I don't know which one it was. I assume uh, probably the Italian mafia from indications I saw. Back in the day, uh, 20 years ago or something like this, my dad owned a house in Wyandotte. Wyandotte's uh, considered downriver of Detroit. It's south. It's on the river, but it's south of Detroit, to give you ge geographically an idea. His house was on 5th Street. Uh, apparently, back in the day, this street was called Machine Gun Street because of events like this. Um, guys, give me one second. I'm really unprofessional. I need a drink of water. I feel like I'm about to cough at you guys. Mm. Thank you. Um, <coughs> and I coughed anyways. <laughs> so... What it was is this house that he bought on Fifth Street was a 
owned by an Italian mafia don. We know it had to be an Italian mafia don because of things in the house. Um, first off, on the outside, it was a nice house, big house, but looked completely nondescript. The Italian mafia don bought this house because on the other side of the street from the house, there was not another house. There was railroad tracks, a whole bunch of them, like six or seven or eight lines going. Uh, this is where all the booze that came from Canada got shipped to New York and then got shipped from New York overseas to be sold like in Europe. Um, that's why the Italian mafia Don bought that house. The way it worked is he would bribe train conductors to drive past his house very slow. Then his guys would break into the train cars as they drove by, steal the cases of booze out of the train cars and run them into the house in his house. In the basement, he had a secret tunnel that went to the house next door that he also owned. And in that house, there was a tunnel that went to a shed in the back uh, right next to the alley. So they would bring it in one house through the tunnel into the basement uh, to the other house uh, through a separate tunnel in that basement to a shed in the back of the yard and upstairs to where there were cars waiting for it to be loaded on. So that if someone was watching it, they couldn't figure out where it went. It was neat. The house itself was really cool. Uh, it was all it was all done in something called Italian plaster, uh, so which was like regular plaster, but it was all done in swirls and like ridges and stuff, and painted in like multicolors. It had like Fresnos and murals on the ceiling. They had I want to say like eight different chandeliers. I knew it was an Italian mafia dining because uh, the dining room even had like a little ledge molded out of the plaster for you to put the Virgin Mary. In. Excuse me, the Virgin Mary. It had like plaster columns swirly columns on all the entrance or like entrance ways from one room to another uh <coughs> sorry guys <coughs> oh, too much crack it had a secret room off of the uh, closet it's like a head like a cedarwood closet and if you pushed on one of the panels it opened up and there's enough room for like two people to hide in if the cops raided them it had a uh a secret compartment in the fireplace where there were like a couple bricks pulled out and you can put the uh, ledgers. This is where they put the second set of books for their real accounting, you know, cause they always had a fake set of books and a real set of books. And that's where they put the real books so that people couldn't find them. It was a really neat house. Um, my dad was terrified of it. He was always afraid that someone's going to put a hole in the wall. Uh, he, he said that if you could find somebody to fix it, because good luck on that, because no one does that kind of shit anymore, it costs like about $10,000 per room to redo the walls in, in that style. Uh, and that was back in the 90s, so who knows what it costs now. Uh, the, the city actually, or the state, I'm not sure who's in charge of that, actually offered to make it a historical marker. Uh, and it might have happened by now, but my dad turned them down on that, despite the fact that they would give him money to maintain the house. Uh, because he says, once that happens, you can't change anything in the house. You have to keep it exactly the same. It's like if there's a shrub there in the front, you can't pull that shrub out anymore. You can't change anything. Uh, eventually, they they moved out. They, they had a small business they were running in the basement, and it grew big enough that they ended up selling that house and buying a commercial uh, building where they lived in the apartment over it. But while they had it, it was a neat house. There you so, go. really, what you're saying is you are the historian for the Jewish mob at this country club. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> as I said, I don't, as far as I know, none of the members of the country club I work at have any connections with those guys. The, the, the famous names for the Jewish mafia last names are like none of my members have those last names. So, I really doubt there's any connection. But it'd be kind of cool oh, if you, it was. I think you know their actual last names now. Their actual last names. I kind of hope so, man. That's they're the one. You know, I see their checks every day. I have to do the daily bank deposit. So, 
uh, unless they're uh, like uh, have a completely different life setup. Fifty bucks at the courthouse. You can change the name, <laughs> which I need to do. I'd love to and change my name. Crazy. Were you were you directed by the Jewish mob to change your last name? To something no, that'd that be funny, ends that. in wits. In wits, nitwits. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, wits. <laughs> no, Stein. Something that ends in Stein, I believe. Either or way. Steen. Yeah, yeah. Either way. So you're you're <laughs> the Steen version of the of the Jewish mob. Well, and ironically, um, despite the fact that I'm not Jewish, as far as I know, I don't know for sure my dad was adopted, so I don't know who his dad was. Um, but I look Jewish. I mean, I look like the world's tallest Jewish person, but I've got a big ass nose and curly hair. So <laughs> it's fun. Uh, I, a lot of people assume I'm Jewish, you know, just because I work at a Jewish country club. And that's why I'm glad that they have security in there. Cause if some crazy person decides he hates Jewish people and he comes busting in there, I'm the very first person he's going to see. And he's not going to believe me when I leap up and swear and say, I swear I'm not Jewish. <laughs> So I'm, I'll be the first dead. So I'm glad they got security of some sort. Cause you never know. There's crazy people out there. Glad to know your first instinct when someone breaks in, tries to kill people is, Hey, I'm, I'm not me. Well, yeah. Well, actually my first instinct would be to dive underneath the table. <laughs> God damn. Like, I, are you sure you were not like originally a woman? Hey, that is what I'm supposed to do. I can't get more into detail because of security stuff, but that is the appropriate action for if someone comes busting in the front door of a gun. No balls. No, I'm no sorry, 100% serious. Dude, I'm 100% serious. I can't go into more detail, but that is because obviously I can't tell you the security measures at our club, but that is the appropriate thing to do in that uh, thing. I'll tell you more about it offline. <laughs> so basically what you have to do is you have to dive under the desk and you quickly text Billy Three Shoes to come kneecap him. Billy, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, our, our our country club is filled with like doctors and business people. I don't think there's any hard asses in our country club. <laughs> that would be pretty funny though if someone comes to bust in and fuck up the club, and all of a sudden, like, well, no, the, mus the muscle doesn't him. get to golf. Right? Like, yeah, the they, muscle they is just stand by the, the cart all day. Right? They just stand by the cart all day. <laughs> Let them know if they need someone to come kneecap some people. Like if they want to improve on my salary, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I know my last see. name's kind of Norwegian, but like I could change it to to a Wits or a Steen. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I don't want to go into too much detail because uh, I don't want to. Well, I mean, I've been docked so many times that I believe probably 95 percent of the OG knows what my last name is, anyways. But I'm not going to tell you what it is, just that, just so I don't make it easier for people. But my last name's Italian, um, and I am the least Italian-looking person you've ever seen in your life. Uh, I, as most of you know, I'm, I'm six seven or so, uh, very pale skin, uh, blondish brownish hair. I tell people I have hair-colored hair because it's not really any particular color. Um, but I am the least Italian looking person you're ever going to meet. And growing up, it was always funny because I'd meet somebody, you know, a, a kid. I'm like, oh, I'll get to know him. Yay, yay, we're friends now. And eventually I go over to their house. And by this point, you know, they tell their parent who I was and who, what my name was. So it'd always be a really big surprise when the tall, skinny, pale kid showed up instead of the short, swarthy guy. <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing we can really, you know, get from from your name would be that, you know, more than likely the surname of your mother and father were the same when you were conceived. 
<laughs> hey, just because my mom's grandparents were from the South, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Although I do tell people that I'm like, you know, I'm Irish, Scottish, and Hick. I don't know what I don't know what I am on my dad's side, on my mom's side. My grandpa was Irish and Scottish, and my grandma was a Hick. I, I asked her, I was like, "Where are we from, Grandma?" She goes, "Oh, Kentucky." I'm like, "No, Grandma. Where are we from originally?" Oh, Georgia. I'm pretty sure when Columbus showed up, my great-great-grandma was there to serve him grits. All right. So, that does explain some things. Well, you know, hey, Southern people are cool. Um, I, I, I enjoy hanging out with them. If I hang out with a Southern person for too long, I pick up their accent, which I which I try not to do because they think I'm trying to mock them. But really, you know, I, it's, not, it's kind of subconscious. So basically, you could explain your family tree once you got back to, like, your grandparents or earlier by, like having the visual of a light pole, <laughs> right? No, no. Um, I have a full set of genetics. Thank you. Well, I don't know about that. You may be missing a gene or two. Eh, well, you know, that's fine one way or another. All right. Well, let's see. We got about 10 minutes left folks. Uh, let's uh, check with the OG chat box. You guys got anything you want us to cover before we get out of here? You guys have been uh, awesome as always. We haven't got any call-ins yet today, but that's all right. It's the weekend. I know you guys are like kicking back. I think what the problem is, is on the weekend, you guys are already, already fucking drunk by now. So you don't want to call in. So, which I understand, you know, um, you know, I've been smoking weed all day and I didn't want to do this show. I wanted to tell you guys to go fuck off and finish finish uh working on my hot tub but i have a responsibility to you guys it's my duty to show up here for an hour every day and run my fucking mouth like an idiot until you guys tell me to shut up so have you ever uh, felt like maybe you smoke a little bit too much oh i definitely smoke way too much um that's one of the reasons i'm looking forward to going back to work just to have time where i can't smoke uh and i try to i try to moderate it and as you can tell from talking to me, it's not like a, um, a coma baked every day or anything like that, but I'd like to smoke less. I do try to smoke, uh, stop smoking uh, wax bef- uh, a couple hours before we do the show. Cause I've noticed that if I smoke wax just before the show, I don't feel like I enunciate as well. And I slur my words a lot more. I think that's where a lot of my problems come up that. And it so will be interesting. This is another through. reason we need to get you like an actual hobby. Like again, you need to like buy like a junked car and start working on it. Mm-hmm. So you have something else to be addicted to. Cause sitting around like 23 hours a day, high, like 19 hours a day, probably not the best idea. I do other stuff. I don't just sit here at the computer. Like, uh, like I've got my bike, I go on bike rides. Um, and once I go back to work, obviously it won't be as much of an issue. That will be interesting to see how the show goes. Uh, what, cause I get home at like five o'clock, uh, eat something. I might have a chance to hit something once or twice before I do the show, but I'll be doing the shows a lot more sober than I am now, <laughs> like significantly more sober. So we'll be interested so to see how that works. Pro- you'll be more professional. You have things lined up to talk about. Yeah. 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 Well, cause, uh, even, even if I don't have as many things lined up to talk about, I have a feeling I'll be able to freestyle a little bit better because while I'm a firm proponent of smoking marijuana and I think it does lots of good things, Honestly, I do think it uh, slows me down mentally some. Well, yeah, and you're just smoking because you literally are doing nothing else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's 100% right. Um, so I'm looking Speaking forward to of, going back to work that did you hear? Uh, did you hear they moved Burning Man this year? Really? That's I've always had mixed feelings about that. It looks on one hand, it looks like kind of a cool experience. On the other hand, it looks like it's filled with a ton of douchebags. So I'm not sure if I would enjoy it or not. 
A bunch uh, but of fucking we, hippies is what it is. Well, where do? When do you mean they move? Uh, the move the time or the location? No, the location. They're going to do it online, which is completely <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> really, they're going to do it online, so everyone's going to sit in their home with weird costumes and shit. Apparently, so they're they're moving it online, and their official term for it is that they are moving it to the multiverse. Moving it to the multiverse. Holy shit. Okay, well, I mean, if, if they have fun with it, good for them. I mean, I, I imagine it'll probably smell better than previous years. Uh, but a bunch uh, of fucking hippies. <laughs> I, but I've never been to a, a multi-day uh, event like that in any way, shape, or form. They had one coming this year to uh, Michigan that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, it was called Grid Life or something like that. It was like a combination car show, races, and uh, like a uh, um, and, and like a music festival as well, although there wasn't any bands. Well, wait a minute. We seem to have a phone call. Excuse me, sir. What can I do for you today? Uh, uh, good evening, gentlemen. How are you doing? Well, I'm excellent, sir. Who am I speaking with? Well, this would be your friend and everyone else's, uh, Mr. Morgan Freeman. I hope you gentlemen are doing well on a wonderful evening like tonight. We are. Well, it's an honor for you to call, sir. I've been a big fan of yours for years. How are you doing today, sir? Well, well, I, I'm I'm doing well, actually. What I wanted to call in and discuss with you, Jay and Dalton, is uh, there's a new feature on my website, uh, morganfreeman.com. Uh, it's called Letters to Morgan. And folks from around the globe, they write in to me through my website asking for advice and I respond in kind with my vast collection of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And perhaps maybe next week, one night or two, I might call in and maybe read a letter or two. That would be excellent. I'd really appreciate that, sir. Maybe we could even have some OGers write to you for advice. Would that, would that be okay, sir? Is that overstepping our bonds? Well, not at all, Jay. And as a matter of fact, I've, I've already got a couple of letters. One from a young woman who's very frustrated with her husband uh, because he refuses to shovel her driveway. But uh, that's for another time. Well, God, it sounds like a horrible person. I'm hoping you can help her out. Well, she was a horrific speller, but I can tell she has a kind heart. <laughs> well, excellent, Mr. Friedman. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, is there anything you want to tell us tonight before you get out of here? No, I, I have nothing else to say. So, Well, thank you for calling, Mr. Friedman. We're looking forward to hearing from you next week. And you guys heard that. Um, if you need to send us a letter asking Mr. Friedman for advice, uh, our email is othergroundlive at AOL.com. Uh, that's right. That's how old the show is. We have AOL email. Um, wow, that's that great. What do you think, Ryan? You think we got a new a new friend in Mr. Friedman? I think we have a new narrator, and I think he should actually just follow you around and narrate your life. <laughs> it might be, be pretty boring, but if he wants to do it, I'm more than happy to have Mr. Freeman follow me around and say things. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. All right. It looks like we're actually having the stuff lined up for uh, the show, which is always a good thing. Uh, looking at the time, I think we're probably about done for the night, guys. I don't have anything else to say. You guys uh, want me to cover anything else? 
No? Okay, we're good. All righty. As always, this is The Other Ground Live. We're on every night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can always give us a call, and we will take it and talk to you and hear your words. I'm Passive J. That's uh, Big Dalton over there. Say bye, Big Dalton. I'm not going to say bye, goddammit. We still have another three minutes to go, so you better hop on your little... uh idea train and come up with something oh, to talk about jesus christ oh let's see what else can we talk about um <laughs> so yeah the uh uh hot tub is going to be in our garage which is good it was outside underneath and even our uh backyard but and at first i thought that was the place to to put it because you know it's got a great view of our backyard uh my house is kind of crappy but i do have a nice backyard i've got a full acre and it slopes down it's very pretty so I didn't really think we, I wanted to have it in the garage, but the wife po- pointed out a couple of good benefits of it. Um, being in the garage, it's not heated and it's very drafty, but it might be uh, sheltered okay, enough that yeah, you can actually. No, no, this this just isn't working. So I, I think we're just going to leave it with this. <laughs> Let me tell you something, my friend. Hope is a dangerous thing. Hope can drive a man insane. It's got no use on the inside. <laughs> you guys have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Screw you, hippie!